This is a test. This is a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> it's not an emergency. This is just a test of pretending. All right, let's do a podcast. Welcome, Mr. Jared Delaney, our senior assistant director, uh, transfer coordinator. Any other special titles that you have or give to yourself? Yeah, I lobbied for transfer overlord, but transfer that, overlord, that, okay. that hasn't gone through yet. So Fair enough. We'll see. Fair enough. So but, pending transfer overlord, uh, that, that works out, but... Uh, obviously, with his specialty area, this episode will be focused on transfer admissions um, and the transfer process and all, all things transfer applicants to Virginia Tech. So uh, to get us started, how about you just tell us a little bit about you? How'd you get where you're at? Well, happy to, and thanks for having me, X-Ray. Um, you know, blue skies today, beautiful <laughs> early December day in Blacksburg, doing a podcast, uh, a great way to spend an afternoon yep. in, the, in the office. If only we were outdoors. And it might be windy. Sounds of nature. <laughs> yeah, I squirrels around, I don't know. But anyway, um, so as x said, I'm Jared Delaney. I serve as the transfer coordinator and senior assistant director here in the Office of Admissions. Um, just to kind of get things rolling, I mean, I'm a, I'm a local here to Southwest Virginia. I grew up, I'm a first-generation college uh, graduate in my family. Um, I went to Virginia Tech. I'm an alumnus. I graduated from Virginia Tech now, yeah. I don't know, almost a decade ago. Uh, so I'm getting old. Showing uh, your age, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely, um, you know, love of Virginia Tech throughout my, my whole life. Um, ended up coming here for my undergrad, went off to California, did some grad work for a little while, um, came back to the Office of Admissions, where I'd actually uh, worked as a student worker. Uh, back when we had physical files and doing some filing and shredding and all kinds of very, very important tasks yeah. in the admissions office um, that kept things uh, rolling. Decided that I really liked uh, being able to work with students in higher education and thinking about access in the admissions process. And that really drew me back home uh, to Blacksburg but also to Virginia Tech and the Office of Admissions. So uh, that was about five or so years ago. Okay. Uh, I've been here ever since. Um, started off working in kind of different areas, working with recruitment and working more with first-year uh, yep. students coming out of high school, uh, but was asked to be part of the transfer team, and that's how it all started. Yep, absolutely. And, and Virginia Tech, the admissions office has seen several different kind of shifts and new teams created and things like that. So... Um, the transfer team is kind of a, a new idea in, in many ways in the, the, the scope of admissions at Virginia Tech. So it's nice to have someone you know dedicated to helping transfer students because it can be kind of a, a complex process for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, um, as you mentioned, uh, over the last even those five years, yeah. uh, there's yeah. been a, a ton of change. Uh, for the better, I think, overall in, in our office and our philosophy, um, really, really focused around um, I- expanding access, um, being able to better connect with uh, with students, both on the first-year side and, and the transfer side, um, and just really, really revamp everything that we that we do, uh, yeah. f- you know, for the, you know, for 2020, 2021 <laughs> and beyond, getting everything kind of up to, to where folks expect, uh, but to just better serve uh, students and their families who want to come to Virginia Tech. So been happy to be part of that and, and part of the work. And again, as you mentioned, uh, transfer has been a big focus around that. A lot of movement uh, in the transfer world in these these last few years, ways that we've reallocated, you know, folks' uh, responsibilities and to be able to have that more dedicated support uh, for transfers throughout the the process and not just here in admission 
happens. But right. that's something that's a, been a big effort um, at Virginia Tech uh, overall, and we've seen that with partners and other places around campus that we, we work with, uh, whether it's uh, the Office of Academic Advising, Scholarships, Financial Aid, Housing and Residence oh, Life, and a lot of great opportunities for transfers um, in those different areas. So absolutely a campus-wide effort um, to continue to improve the way that we support transfer students throughout the process. Absolutely. And in, in a later podcast, we'll also do some some follow-up here about, you know, what does it look like once you are a trans student here, once you've been accepted. But today I want to focus on the transfer admission process, kind of what it you know takes to get into Virginia Tech as a transfer student um, and what it might look like. So first up here, I mean, let's talk about um, what is considered a transfer student. So who are, who are designated transfer students at Virginia Tech? Yeah, no, that's a great question. That's absolutely where we want to start yeah, because yeah. that really changes the flow chart in terms of how you kind of move forward in the admissions process and, and preparing, et cetera. Um, so uh, by the institutional definition, a transfer student is someone who has uh, completed or permanently separated from their high school program. So typically earned a high school diploma, GED, or you know permanently separated from high school, who then enrolls at a college or university and attempts 12 or more credit hours. Right. And there's a couple key parts there uh, to, to pay attention to. Uh, the first is after high school. So yep. <laughs> if you're if you're taking college-level work, as many students do when they are in high school, uh, whether it's through dual enrollment or some other opportunity, uh, earning college credit, taking college classes, whether you do one credit or a million credits, if it's during high school and kind of concurrent with uh, with that process, you are not considered a transfer student. If you decide you want to apply to Virginia Tech um, as you finish up your senior year, even with those college credits, you would apply in our first year uh, freshman process. Exactly. So, so if I was a high school student, I got my associate's degree in high yep. school through dual enrollment courses, I would apply as a freshman. Yes, that is correct, and so awesome. that's that's sometimes a point of confusion. Yeah. I understand, and yeah. different different colleges will have different policies right. around that. So that's how we do it here at Virginia Tech. But obviously, if students out there are looking for um, other other schools and other other programs, other schools, they want to pay attention to the policies in play of how they need to apply in that process. So that's the key thing, uh, kind of the timeline for that. The other the other key word in that definition is attempted 12 or, yes. 12 or more credit hours. So it actually doesn't matter uh, technically if you complete those, but if you attempt those and you have a transcript at a college or university that shows you attempted the classes, whether you withdrew from them, failed them, whatever it may be, um, you're considered a transfer student from then on. And this is true whether or not you uh, think the credit is applicable for what you want to study mm-hmm. here at Virginia Tech, whether you want to count the credit or not. You really don't get to choose right, <laughs> if you're a right. transfer student or not. Or you've attempted as a, it. That's as a it freshman. Yeah. <laughs> if you've done it, uh, then you're, you're, you're converted to that uh, prospective transfer student status yeah. uh, for life. But the great news is that um, that is a really accessible route to get to Virginia Tech, and that's what we work with students every day. Uh, in terms of completing those expectations and how to move forward as a transfer, which is very yeah. different than what we would advise in the in the first year process. Yeah, absolutely. And I've worked with several steps. I can't even talk today. Several students recently um, who might have completed, you know, one semester at a different four year school or, or went somewhere else and said, you know what, I actually I changed my mind. I want to be a Hokie. I want to come to Virginia Tech. I applied as a freshman. I didn't come in to you guys. And is it too late to just to switch over and just use my freshman application? Um, the answer is obviously yes, it's too late. You, you need to go and apply as a trans student, which is not the end of the world, um, but it is a separate process. So By any means, and I, but I think that's a really good point, too, is that um, you know, with that distinction just comes, uh, you know, a, a difference in approach. And I get right. asked a lot right. about, 
um, students, especially those who may be in high school or maybe talking with uh, parents and family as a family, um, you know, which route is best? Should I apply as a first year student right out of high school? Or maybe it makes sense for various reasons uh, right. to um, look to transfer, maybe to attend community college for a year, two years. Maybe it's financial, uh, yeah. a lot of benefits in pursuing that, that route. Maybe it's academic preparedness, just wanting to get a little bit more under your belt in terms of college study and familiarity with that type of coursework or various other reasons uh, someone might choose that route. You know, is that better or, you know, worse to do it one way or the other? Is, is one harder? or easier in terms of thinking about admissions. <laughs> and I always like to say, hey, they're just, they're different. They're right. just very different routes. Um, and we can provide kind of good advice and guidance for, you know, navigating either either one of those. Yeah, and then the thing about trans students too is that there are so many different situations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as a freshman applicant, really, you know, you're in high school, you're applying as a freshman. Trans students, they can be coming from all these different places. And Absolutely. So many different paths of life. So um, can we talk a little bit about um, what we're looking for in a trans student. What should they have? How should they prepare? Um, what does it look like when you're you know, getting ready to apply or what should, what should they be doing? Sure thing. So um, when we're talking about transfer, uh, the philosophy here at Virginia Tech, and this is something I'll, I'll highlight that, again, one of these things that can be different, and that's maybe another kind of complexity of transfer, is that different institutions, other four-year institutions like Virginia Tech, may do things very different in what they're looking for, what that kind of preparation that they expect you to have, and how you go through their transfer process. Absolutely. So at Virginia Tech, um, what we're looking for uh, from prospective transfer students is to see that, one, you've established a strong foundation at the college level already because you're coming mm-hmm. from another college or university. Mm-hmm. We want to see that you're doing well there, that you um, have you know, kind of success in the academic side of things mm-hmm. that prepares you for success when you make the transition to Virginia Tech. Now, at Virginia Tech, we have more than 120 uh, majors that you can come into when you're admitted to the university and uh, more than 200 different degree options and programs you end up completing for your degree um, with a huge academic diversity. One of the major oh, yeah. strengths of, of Virginia Tech in terms of the different programs, majors that you can study in the different fields. Um, now, coming in uh, to any of those programs, expectations are different, right? Absolutely. In terms of thinking about, hey, I'm interested in history or I'm interested in the French major. Or I'm interested <laughs> in biological sciences or maybe even aerospace engineering or computer science, something like that. Um, expectations can be very different in terms of the preparatory routes. But, uh, you know, don't worry about that. We've got a lot of resources, and this has been something that we've really worked on, uh, especially over the last several years, uh, to be very transparent uh, and create tools that allow prospective transfer students to prepare for uh, that transition, to be able to take strong prerequisites that help prepare them for their major, both to get through the door from an admissions standpoint, but that also set them up for success once they transition, timely progression to the major, timely graduation, all of those things are key when we're thinking about uh, the transfer process as priorities. So basically, the expectation, getting back to that, is you know that you're laying a strong foundation at the college level. Now, this can right. be at another four-year institution. This can be at a two-year school, community college, um, but that you are taking some transferable, hopefully, or potentially transferable uh, right. courses. And we can talk a little bit about uh, the difference there. But taking coursework, which helps you prepare for your intended Virginia 
Virginia Tech program. Now, some programs uh, are more flexible than others right. and mm-hmm. have different preparatory routes that could lead uh, to success in the major. So we, under- we understand that. Other programs have a more regimented uh, kind of set of expectations. Well, we need you to have the skills and the background in particular, you know, curricular areas right. in order to be successful when you come in. Because, again, we admit you directly to the major, and that's very different from other transfer, uh, you know, kind of yeah, philosophies exactly, at other yeah. schools. Not coming in general. You're, you're going straight into it. Exactly. And, in yeah. fact, you can't apply undecided. I, I was just going to say, what yeah. if I was undecided? Can I can I? That is that way? The, the expectation yeah. is that you will pick the program, the major that you want to come into at Virginia Tech and prepare for it. Right. And that's kind of the trade-off and then getting to be admitted directly to that program. program. So ready to come in at a high level, hit the ground running, making making some great success um, in your degree program. So all of that that I was talking about, we have a great resource um, that will help you if you're thinking about transferring or considering your options there. And maybe you're interested in a couple different programs. Maybe you are undecided, yeah. but you want to see what those preparatory routes look like and how best to, to craft a strong transfer plan on the curricular side. Uh, and a resource called our Admissions Transfer Roadmaps. And they're very easy to find oh, yes. uh, right on our website at vt.edu slash admissions slash transfer. The roadmaps plus a million other great transfer tools are hosted there. Uh, lots and lots of great information to help you with the transfer process. But those roadmaps are, are hosted right there, and there is a roadmap for every single major that you can transfer into, and it tells you about some priority expectations. So most of the roadmaps will have coursework, uh, prerequisite coursework in different categories, uh, sometimes required, strongly recommended, or recommended, those kind of three-tiered system. And you can see what coursework we want to see depending on the major that you're interested in. Some majors, again, may not have a required class or very many requirements, um, may have just recommendations or strong recommendations. Because there's that flexibility with some majors as opposed to others. and so Exactly. Now, others, on the other hand, will have a A few required required (laughs) classes, and those are pretty much deal breakers, right? Engineering is a great example as one of the most popular, in fact, the most popular major for first-year students as well as transfers. Um, The largest majors at Virginia Tech are the engineering programs. Um, They tend to be among some of the most competitive programs, too, and that's because they have these rigorous expectations. So when you're thinking about transferring into engineering, um, no matter what engineering major uh, that you're looking to go into, at a minimum, some have some additional requirements, you know, we're going to be looking for things like two semesters of transferable calculus, a semester of chemistry or calculus-based physics, and at least one semester of English that's equivalent, hopefully, to our freshman composition. So that's pretty regimented and kind of a nice core foundation of, of expectations to meet minimum requirements. Uh, for the major, then there's then even on the engineering roadmaps, mm-hmm. extra recommendations for further coursework that you can take, and some contact information to help you if you have questions beyond the roadmap or you're thinking about course planning, maybe a little bit more in depth with picking higher level classes or electives or, or those kind of things. So it really helps, I think, convey. Um, the expectations by program. And this is something that we use on the admissions side. These are the same uh, resources, tools that are used by the review committee when we're assessing a transfer applicant uh, and looking at the curricular side of things to see all right, from an academic standpoint, do they have what we want to see? Do they meet or exceed those minimum expectations? And that's set based on, you know, can you come in and be successful in the program and progress in the way that we that we need you to do? So, yep, transfer roadmaps, a great place to start if you're thinking about the transfer process. Yeah, and, and huge kudos to, to you and your hard work with those. I, I know 
Um, when I came on board here at Virginia Tech. Fun fact, also for the listeners out there, Jared conducted my interview uh, at, at Virginia Tech. We won't talk uh, about the mistakes <laughs> that I've made in my in my past. No, just so kidding. you can uh, you can thank him for my my being here. Um, so yeah, when, when I came on though, just seeing you know how much you've been able to do with this transfer program and, and bring you know bring it from I dare I say nothing uh, <laughs> to to what it is today. Um, especially this transfer mess because it is so transparent. And they are so easily, you know, used. Um, and it's definitely a wonderful resource for our students out there to see, you know, what class should I be taking? How can I, you know, get those classes? So they give you the, the course number both at Virginia Community Colleges and at Virginia Tech. So they're super easy to use. Um, and, you know, they're going to be a great reference for you, especially um, a, a group that I like to think about is students who, like we talked about engineering being so competitive. Um, let's say you're waitlisted. Let's say you're denied as a freshman. Um, but Virginia Tech is your number one choice. This is where you want to be. Going to a community college is not the end of the world for those students. Um, transferring in is an absolutely okay process. And so following those roadmaps and getting here is definitely um, something that I recommend. And, uh, you know, obviously there are a lot of different routes for trans students. But if that is your route, don't be afraid to pursue it. That's so salient to point out um, that, you know, it, it, hey, the, we, we can help you through this process no matter what that journey looks like for you or has looked like. Exactly. But I wanted to, to emphasize a point that you made, um, that attending community college is a yep. great option. I think, unfortunately, Absolutely. and I'll do everything I can to shout this from the rooftops and dispel <laughs> it, there is a stigma that yep. remains out there uh, yeah, for sure folks is. attending community college in a lot of different communities. Um, around the Commonwealth of Virginia and certainly uh, outside yeah, of the state here. Sure. Um, I will do everything I can to dispel that myth. In fact, um, speaking specifically about the Virginia Community College system, uh, so you can attend any of the community colleges around campus. They're all part of what we call the VCCS, Virginia Community College uh, System. Um, They're fantastic. And I work with those folks every day, and they're so committed uh, to helping students reach their goals. Not everybody who goes to the community college is looking to transfer to a place like Virginia Tech. But even if they're not, they're going to be helping them with those goals. They can help them with transfer, getting to a place like Virginia Tech, a place like anywhere else. Um, really, really supportive folks through the Virginia Community College system. And I will just say that in terms of alignment, it is the best pre-transfer option. Now, obviously not everybody is living in Virginia or maybe has convenient access to attend a Virginia Community College. But if you do and your goal is to transfer to Virginia Tech, whether that's something you're, you're taking as an intentional route or, as you said, sometimes when folks don't get the decision they were hoping to in the, in the first year process yeah. and they're making a choice, okay, what's my next step? If you know you want to come to Virginia Tech, the best option for you is to attend a Virginia Community College. Absolutely. Uh, Go to the, the VCCS, your local community college. We know exactly how all of that coursework transfers. Yep. The roadmaps, they have the VCCS coursework right there on them. Uh, we know one-to-one how everything matches up. We can provide uh, very clear recommendations and expectations for transferring. Um, students will transfer from the community college after one year in some cases. Yep. In some majors, that's easier to arrange than others for sure. Um, a lot of folks will go to the community colleges here in Virginia and complete a transfer-focused associate degree. Yeah. And in fact, for most programs at Virginia Tech, that is going to be the best pre-transfer expectation or pre-preparation, Preparation, yeah, for, for sure. coming into 
um, a transfer program at Virginia Tech. Um, in fact, students who complete uh, the associate degree at Virginia Community Colleges, mm-hmm. they graduate more quickly, as you might expect, because they have a fantastic credit package. Yeah, the foundation um, there is, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and they do better uh, when they're at Virginia Tech overall in terms of academic metrics and, and things of that nature. Plus, one of the big benefits, and there's, there's a bunch of them, of completing that, say, two-year plan, finishing a transfer associate degree, mm-hmm. is potential eligibility for guaranteed admission. So uh, if you're out there thinking yes. about this and you're worried about the competitive nature of you know college admissions and things like that, by going to a Virginia community college, taking advantage of completion of a transferable associate degree. And it depends on the program you're coming in. We have a couple of agreements with different stipulations, but right. basically completing the transfer uh, degree that's focused to your program, meeting some specific GPA metrics, you can be guaranteed admission to Virginia Tech and that program when you apply. So you can feel really good. You got that card in your in your pocket to play uh, that you can feel confident about that journey and reaching your goal of getting to Virginia Tech. Let's say, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about the Virginia Community College system. Um, let's say I'm an out-of-state student who, yeah. you know, is looking to come in to Virginia Tech, you know, whatever path it might be. Maybe I'm at a four-year school. Maybe I'm at a community college that's not in Virginia. Sure. Um, what are some resources for those out-of-state folks? Can, can they use the roadmaps? Should they be using something yeah. else? No, great, great question. And so uh, we obviously have a lot of students who are interested in, in coming to Virginia Tech and transferring uh, who may be outside of Virginia or maybe currently attending another school, whether it's, again, a two-year school or a four-year school outside of the state of Virginia um, or even four-year schools in the state of Virginia. Yeah. We have a lot of great resources to help uh, them you know, map things out. Now, it's not always as clear and right. kind of as right. easy to package and, and think about and translate one-to-one as working with the Virginia Community College System. But we do have some great equivalency databases that can help you look and see, hey, how will my classes potentially transfer to Virginia Tech? Now, you talk about the roadmap. So those are used in conjunction with those equivalency databases. We can make sure that any listeners know how to, how to find those here in a second. But yeah. um, the roadmaps will have the Virginia Tech course expectations, as we noted. Uh, they'll have the VCCS, Virginia Community College System courses right there, matched up one-to-one. So again, easy, very translatable for, for folks at the Virginia Community College. If you're attending another institution that's not a Virginia Community (laughs) College, um, you have to do some cross-referencing and matching up. So we're looking for, again, transferable or potentially transferable coursework to the VT courses that are listed. Um, And you would be able to cross-reference the Virginia Tech courses with potential equivalencies in that general transfer equivalency database. So we back up and just say, hey, and when you go to that transfer admissions website that we talked about, where you'll find the roadmaps, and again, vt.edu slash admissions slash transfer, great, great place to, to, to find all these resources. One of the big panels that's hosted on that page is our transfer guide. You can also yes. find this by searching for something like Virginia Tech Transfer Guide in your yeah. search bar. Um, that will get you there, too. But the transfer guide is run by the Office of the University Registrar, and they control um, all of the, the nitty-gritty to do with transfer credits and right. AP scores and how they translate and, and lots of other things. Um, so that is a, a, a great place to find different tools to help you in, in transfer planning. So these can be used in conjunction with the roadmap. So on the transfer guide, you'll find a VCCS equivalency database, so all of the Virginia uh, Community College courses evaluated on that database. You also find a general transfer equivalency database, Mm -hmm. and that's where you would look up your coursework 
um, out of state um, yep. or even at schools in schools. Virginia. Yep. Yeah, so yep. you can check out uh, the equivalency database. Now, a couple limitations here. I want to be yes. very transparent in talking <laughs> about enough. that. While we have the full Virginia Community College System catalog evaluated, so any class you could take, we know how it's going to transfer from uh, Virginia Community College. We don't have that for every school ever across the world, right? right? Yeah, it's a little so, more difficult. Though, yeah, so. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of options. So. Um, now, coursework and data that is in the transfer equivalency database is going to be data that's been brought in recently by transfer students. So gotcha. it's actively, it's a living database. It's added to once students bring in coursework. So the key there is to note that if you don't find your coursework, um, it doesn't mean that your classes aren't transferable. We just may not know about We're that yet. Seen it. Yeah. And that's why that important distinction I was talking about with transferable versus potentially transferable. Right. So while there are some limitations, you may not have... Um, a completely clear picture of exactly how all of your credits are going to transfer. If you're coming to us from a school that maybe hasn't sent us a lot of transfer students, maybe a little bit further out of state, something like that, um, you can still feel confident in the fact that, at least from an admissions standpoint, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. We're looking for specific types of courses. If on your roadmap for your program, we're looking for a class, something like biology, something similar to our general biology class, mm-hmm. and you're taking a class called general biology or you know biology 101 whatever it may be at your institution there's a likelihood that that's going to transfer and from an admissions standpoint we're going to look at that we're going to assess that and see if that that looks you know potentially equivalent and even though we can't confirm that that's not going to be something that we use against you in the admissions process absolutely so we're going to be the benefit of the doubt there in terms of potential transferability and satisfying minimum requirements meeting expectations for a competitive application Awesome. awesome Fantastic. Yeah, that so it, it can definitely be a, a process, um, but definitely, you know, use the resources that are there. Just like Jared was saying, you know, the transfer website is going to give you so much helpful information from the databases to the roadmaps. Um, there's going to be plenty of contact information of people there, um, lots of stuff to use on that database so uh, or on that website. So make sure that you are checking that out um, if you're interested in transferring. Um, but let's keep on going down here. Uh, some more questions. Um how can this trans student kind of improve their application? What what makes a trans student stand out? Yeah, it's a great question, and uh, we talked a lot about academics, and I yeah. want to I want to be very clear. So. Um, our transfer admissions process is holistic. Yes. Uh, we are looking at numerous different uh, factors. We are looking at all, the way I like to frame it, is we're looking at all of your potentials for success at gotcha. Virginia Tech. And I use that word intentionally, potentials in the plural, because yes. there are so many that you could exhibit. Different so avenues. Many, different, absolutely. Yeah. And ways to shine through um, to see how you can be successful, how you can contribute to the awesome community that we have here in Blacksburg and at Virginia Tech. Um, so it is holistic. We're looking at all that. We'll talk a little about some of those those other things. We did focus a lot on academics already, and I talked about that. Yeah. And that's because that is the most important uh, factor. So right, yeah. it's a big piece of the puzzle when we're talking about that holistic puzzle. Um, I always like to, to frame it as, you know, the best predictor of your success in college is going to be your success in college. And right, hopefully yeah. you had that somewhere else if you're, you're looking to come to yeah. Virginia Tech. So that's Makes why the, the academics are very heavily weighted. That major-specific preparation, following right. the roadmaps, being prepared to come in at a high level in your program, that's what we talked about. But on the flip side, there's a lot more that makes an applicant um, who they are and right. that showcases their different potentials in and outside of the classroom for success. So something that's really key is that transfer students take advantage <laughs> 
of telling us a little bit more about them. And we, we make it easy for students in the application process to do this. Um, our transfer application is uh, through Common App uh, this cycle. Um, and the Common App is a, an amazing tool for lots and lots of reasons. But one of the, the great strengths is that it allows students uh, to report different aspects of their life, uh, yeah. activities, honors, awards, work, family responsibilities, all of these things that we don't see from a transcript or from your reporting of your academic record uh, that we can really, really see to get a better, more complete picture of you as an applicant. And that's what we want to see as an admissions review committee, um, to see as much as we can. There's no perfect way to do this, but to see uh, a more complete picture of you as an applicant. So that's what's key. And it can be tedious. I know, having gone through and and even even testing applications, right? (laughs) That it's it's not necessarily the funnest thing you can do. But to spend some time Talking about you know you listing your activities, um, listing what you've been involved with, those things are very important to us, and we want to see that. Um, I get asked a lot about, well, hey, if I'm a transfer student, uh, do I just say things from college? Uh, where or, what's the yeah. time frame, and I can report this? Now, for transfers, this can be from basically anything you feel is relevant at any point. So gotcha. it can be you know stuff that you did in high school that you feel is relevant. You want to report to us. It can be things from your college journey and whatever that's looked like so far. It can be from outside of the academic you know time frame or lifespan. Yeah. Like again, work, family responsibilities. Those kind of things are important for us to know. And you're able to designate you know how much time you're spending on that. Um, things like volunteer service or paid you know work. Those kind of things. We love to see that because again, it just helps fill in those those pieces of the puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think work is a big one that that both freshman and transfer um, oftentimes kind of leave off or or don't kind of include um, but yeah if you're if you're working part-time full-time that's definitely something that you should make sure that you're putting on there and you, you touched on you know family responsibilities too and that's that's a huge part as well so yeah definitely make sure you're giving us all that stuff that's you know outside the classroom because um, it is holistic. So, And there's one thing that I didn't mention, yeah. but that is another important thing. And that's the essays. Uh, Everybody yes, loves or hates the essays. I don't know. College, <laughs> I know college essays are a big point of anxiety for a, a lot of folks. And, and hopefully at least our approach um, can help uh, dispel some of that. Uh, anxiety, because while we do require uh, four personal yeah. statements, and that sounds scary just in and of itself, they are incredibly short. Yeah. Uh, so they have a, an upper upper word count limit. 150 words. 120. 120 words. Even yeah, I always try to give people words. an extra 30 words. Yeah. 120 words. <laughs> that sounds like you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to use a, a few extra a words. Extra, yeah. uh, so 120 words maximum. And if you've ever tried to do that and write something in a response in 120 words, you got to be pretty concise. Tough, yeah. And that's part of the exercise. Right, right. Um, so we're not asking you to write, you know, a novel or, yeah. you know, a full AP English essay or something like that. Um, we're looking for some targeted responses to prompts, and they're, they're prompts that ask specific things. And so um, these, are, these are an important part of the admissions process, both for first-year students and transfer students. They're scored by multiple members of the Virginia Tech community, even folks outside of our office. And that's really cool, actually. Yeah to be able to highlight because, um, you know, if you receive an offer of admission from Virginia Tech, there could be a lot of folks who are involved in that. Right. Uh, And community community effort. Right. right. And so being welcomed into the community, into the Hokie Nation, and it it really is that. Yeah. um, That kind of communal uh, approach. So um, those are those are important uh, for everybody. But don't overthink them. My best advice for these typically is to be yourself, be genuine in your own words, responding with your own experiences to the to the prompts. 
um, and you'll do fine. And you can even find them on our website. So the Utprosum profile, uh, after our university motto, Utprosum, that I may serve, uh, that's what it's named. You can find the prompts on our website. Actually write up your statements even in advance before you start the application if you want to go ahead and have those yeah, ready. Really, yeah, really start, yeah. And then, and like you said, yeah, being yourself, it, it also helps us when we're reading them. <laughs> um, I, I would say read, reading a genuine essay is a lot more um engaging i would say than, than reading an essay that is clearly just speak that they that they think we want to hear and you know <laughs> stuff like that so it's definitely it's definitely nice to hear those stories from students who um, are being you know genuine about themselves so yeah all right um what are a few barriers that you typically see trans students run into i know uh, we talked about the process and how it's a little bit different um are there any barriers that students you know get caught in start early don't make assumptions um, and try, try, you know, to avoid just saying, well, I'm just going to do what, what I think, what I think I need to do and then, <laughs> and then see yeah. how it works out. That is, yeah. Maybe <laughs> you're doing the right things and you get lucky and that's what the expectation is. But so often when we're talking about, um, maybe someone who wasn't competitive, uh, for admission, yep. it tends to be not because they don't have great potentials for success, uh, in, in a lot of cases, um, but maybe they're missing one key thing, yeah. especially we talked about that curricular preparation and how yep. important that is specifically for Virginia Tech. You might be applying for a major uh, and you have great academics, very strong grades, wonderful holistic attributes, but you're missing a key class that's a yep. deal breaker for your for your major. Uh, and that can be the deal breaker and the deciding factor Overall. for admission. Yep. So very easy to fix if you're kind of plugged in and aware of the resources, utilizing them. Uh, you have to advocate for yourself. Um, you know, uh, folks who may be going through the transfer process, especially if they're at the community college or kind of through a, a route that tends to guide folks to transfer, you may have an advisor. You may have different uh, support systems and resources that you can right. utilize. So I encourage folks to, to do that and to take advantage of utilizing those resources if available. That's not always the case, especially if you're coming from a four-year institution. Yeah. Usually there's not somebody there around, to yeah. design to help to, you know, get out and get somewhere else. <laughs> Um, but we're happy to help with that. And so connecting with, with us is a, is a really good option to get your questions answered. Make sure that you're on the right path. And again, doing that early because one of the, yeah. the you know, most uh, kind of difficult or maybe saddest things is, you know, being contacted by a student as they're kind of at the end going through it. And they're like, hey, am I OK? Did I do everything that I was supposed to do. And they haven't. Yeah, and tough conversation. Yeah, and usually those conversations can be framed around. Well, maybe you don't you don't kind of have the expectations met now, but here's what you can do to right. get there. Right. And so that's something too. And I think um, uh, being resilient uh, about you know the, the transfer process is key. Not everybody who wants to transfer will will, will make it. At yeah. least not on their first their first shot. Yeah. Um, we work with students sometimes through multiple cycles uh, who look to make maybe maybe a more quick jump from the community college. Yep. Maybe it doesn't work out for various reasons. Um, they go back. They they finish up another year, maybe an associate degree, and oftentimes are you know more successful say the second Coming time around yeah. something like that. So uh, we're always happy. Even you know, and this this is again applies to, as you mentioned on the first year side. If things don't work out the way that you want, and you apply for first your admission, we can start then and really work with you on thinking about those guided paths uh, to preparation through the transfer route uh, to get to Virginia Tech. So again, just reaching out early, um, you know, utilizing the resources, um, connecting with folks that can that can help you in this yep. process. Not trying to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. We got we got a lot of folks that want to help. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and getting down to kind of the the brass tacks here. So <laughs> now that they know, you know, all about transfer process, all about you know. What type of student comes in as a trans student? 
how can they actually apply? Um, let's say I want to apply to be a trans student. I want to come in for next fall, for instance. Mm-hmm. When, when would I apply? Are there any dates I should be aware of? How do I apply? How, how about that kind of stuff? Yeah, so um, uh, important things to be aware of there, uh, the application process. Um, in terms of the way that it works here at Virginia Tech, uh, we utilize the shared application platform Common App, the Common Application for Transfer. So this cycle, all transfer applications are found on the Common App. So you make yourself a Common App account, select that you will be a transfer student, uh, get that account set up. And what you can do is actually go in and add different schools. They're called programs. So for instance, a Virginia Tech Fall 2022 transfer application is considered a program. You add that to your Common App. You can add other schools as as well uh, that you're interested in submitting an application to. And then you go in and you complete uh, different common sections. That's what's kind of the main advantage of the common app is that you do this once, a lot of the application is transferable to the different schools that participated with common app. Uh, and you don't have to enter your date, your address, your date of birth, your name, all that over stuff and over and over and over. Like applying for a job where you <laughs> yes. over and over. Yeah. I remember, so. those days, so. <laughs> I remember when you Dude. applied for jobs. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway. Uh, so the um, application, uh, pretty straightforward in terms of completing different common sections. Um, you'll do that, uh, telling us, a, you know, kind of the basic information about you. That's also where you can complete those different activities, honors, awards, those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. And then typically uh, there are program or school-specific questions. So you would complete those. And so they're, they're specific to Virginia Tech. That's where you pick your major. That's where you write those personal statements, where you can fill out residency information in terms of applying for in-state tuition, those kind of things. Gotcha. And once that's all done, you get your application submitted. So you can go in, submit the application through Common App again, Allows you to apply to multiple schools pretty quickly if you're interested in applying to, to some other schools. Um, and that is the first major step. So again, summarizing that, Common App, that's where you, you get started in the application process. Get your Common Apps for transfer admission submitted. And then that's where things uh, kind of we shake up, a, shake things up a little bit compared to some other schools as right. well. Right. So a lot of schools, uh, more traditionally, will ask you once you complete an application to send a transcript or transcripts from your schools, whether it's colleges, high school, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Virginia Tech doesn't do that for just about everybody. Mm-hmm. There's are, there are a couple exceptions, but most applicants, and this applies to our first year process as well as the transfer process are going to be asked to complete a separate self-reported academic record, which we call the SRAR for short. And that really puts the control of reporting your academic information in your hands. You don't have to wait for colleges or high school or whatever it may be to send transcripts, pay to have it sent, sent, worry about whether it's going to ever show up or if a counselor or somebody hit the button in their office to make sure that it comes, that's going to get here on time. You're in control of this, which is a fantastic strength of of this approach. Now, it does create a little bit of work on your your side. You have to go in and actually do this. (laughs) It's it's the next step. Uh, But, you know, you're adults. You can do this. Like, uh, it's an expectation. Um, so the self-reported academic record is completed after you submit your, your application. Um, you'll After you apply, you get that application submitted. A few business days after that processes, you'll get uh, an invitation to set up an applicant portal. And that's basically where you monitor the status of your application, complete these supplemental steps, and actually where your decision is going to be released right. when the decisions are released. 
You can go into that and actually complete your self-reported academic record through the applicant portal. And that's the best way to do it because yep. that ensures that everything is tied together and that uh, it's all yes. linked up the right way and that your SRAR is matched up with your application so the review committee has convenient access to everything that they need. But that self-reported academic record for transfer is going to contain your college history. It's going to be all the classes that you've taken, all the grades that you have made at any college or university that you've ever attended. you got to report everything. College in particular, mm-hmm. I, I think um, maybe uh, yes. uh, a, a, That's a good point. A pitfall. Another one is that students put their high school work mm-hmm. in there. Do, do we look at high school work for, for transfer students? That's a great question, actually. So in the transfer process, we and I, I mentioned this, I alluded to it, but didn't kind of state this directly, um, that we're looking for your college work, your right. college preparation, college foundation. We do not use your high school record in the admissions review gotcha. process for transfer admission. Now, what if I had dual enrollment <laughs> or, or AP coursework? Would yeah. With that kind of stuff? There's always exceptions. Yeah, so, it's always. Uh, <laughs> so while we don't care about, you know, ninth grade English or 10th grade health or PE or gym or whatever, (laughs) something like that. Um, if you have dual enrollment work, so that's actually college work. Right. That's college work. Right. You have a college transcript. You took that class. You earned credit through a college through or university. Yeah. That counts as college work. So that would be reported. And you report that under the college or university that provided that credit, just gotcha. as if you were a student taking that class there at their campus um, during that time frame that you pursued the work, whether it was in, in high school or not. And then on AP scores, IB yeah. scores, things like that, those are sources of college credit. And so those should absolutely be reported. And a cool feature about the self-reported academic record is you're able to report those scores right there. And that's, again, another logistics kind of saving step. And you don't have to send score reports or worry about getting into your college board account to to do all that. You just need to report um, that information to us without sending any any official score reports or anything at at the admissions point. Right. So you report AP scores. We can judge. Hey, we're going to give you credit for you know this score on exam. It matches up with this this class. Again, on the registrar's transfer guide, there's a great place for you to look up AP <laughs> scores and what yeah. how we look at, at look at those different scores. Um, but you'll report all that. Any of those potential sources of college credit. Um, and that's what we'll use. Now, a question I get asked all the time. Mm. Okay, well, how, you know, you'll see everything that I've taken, but what about what I am taking? Right. The way the timeline that's works in the process, gotcha. usually transfer students are going to be taking some classes while they're applying. You know, do we look at that or do we consider that? And the answer is yes, absolutely yeah. we do. So in the self-reported academic record, one of the cool features is that you can – Report not just, and you should report, not just what you've done and what you've completed with final grades, but also what you're completing now and even what you're planning to take before your intended start at Virginia Tech. So you would, if for instance, you're applying for fall admission, maybe you're finishing up your associate degree in the summer. you got to take a class or two in the summer after the spring. Um, You could report to us, let's say you're applying in January, you know about your fall grades, all those courses. Get that in there, but you also report your spring classes that maybe you've just started. You list those with a grade of in-progress, IP, in the self-reported academic record, um, and even that summer work. Maybe you're taking that last class gotcha. or two to finish things up. You could report that and should report that in the self-reported academic record with the grade of in-progress so that we know it will be completed by the time that you start at Virginia right. Tech. And that's how we can give you credit for that. You yeah. will have this nice package of classes and academic experience. And even if you're finishing up some requirements, 
offense, maybe. Yeah. Now, we want to see. Uh, the more you can do earlier, the better with final grades, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. But if you have a few classes you're finishing up, maybe they're recommended or required even on your roadmap for your major, mm-hmm. uh, we can give you the benefit of the doubt that if everything else looks good for your academic record, that you're going to complete those successfully. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, give you the benefit there, and that's a, that's a big advantage for students as they you know are, are finishing up uh, work throughout the different academic terms. Yeah, fantastic. And with, with students applying and you know getting all that kind of all their ducks in a row, um, what are the application deadlines? Um, okay. that, like to to apply. So I know we've we've got yeah um, you know a fall term and a spring term and a summer term. And so how do those kind of all all, all kinds line up? of terms? Um, yeah. One thing I was going to just circle back on real yeah. quick. Yeah. So I talked about uh, the application and the SRAR. Yes. And I know, especially if you're not like actually looking at it, that 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 can be like a lot. That can be overwhelming. Now, one of the great resources that we provide is actually step-by-step guidance to get you through this. Mm, and this is okay. something, again, if I could shout from the rooftops, yeah. I, would have, <laughs> I would have folks, um, you know, really, really pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> transfer application checklist on our uh-huh. website provides step-by-step guidance for completing the Common App. So if you get into the Common App and you're, uh, you're not quite sure what's going on, um, you know, how do I do this section? What do I need to put in here? What do I need to put in there? The transfer application checklist will allow you step-by-step guidance. This is what you do. This is how to get through the application quickly and efficiently. Same thing with the self-reported academic records. So step-by-step uh, guidance. Okay. Uh, any hang-ups, a lot of FAQs are answered by the guidance on that transfer application checklist. So please, actually, if you're thinking about uh, applying or you're actually going through the process, make sure that you use that checklist. In fact, you have to sign a little statement, check a box in the application that says <laughs> you're going to do it. But it's like those terms and conditions that right, nobody ever reads. Through, Sometimes yeah. you don't do that. That's one you want to stop and actually pay attention yeah. to. Click on the checklist, right. open it, find it yourself. So that way, um, you know, you have some guidance as you move forward in the process. And it's not just for our benefit. Uh, this will save you a lot of stress and yeah. a lot of time as you complete the, the application process. Yeah, so yeah, just we, wanted to go back and, and circle on that. Yeah, it's easy to do stuff incorrectly or not at all or um, extra stuff that's in there. So, yeah, definitely make sure that you're, you know, using that as well. You asked about deadlines. Yeah, deadlines. Let's talk deadlines. Yeah. Oh, they seem to be coming all the time now these oh, days. But always. When we're talking about the transfer process, there are a couple different entry points. And you mentioned yep. that. You talked about that we have um, the fall entry point, summer entry point, and a spring entry point as well. Um, so let's talk about kind of a little bit about each of those each of those options for entering Virginia Tech and kind of that timeline. So the first thing I'll, I'll say is the the summer and the fall process, or I use those pretty much interchangeably gotcha. um, because the main difference is actually just when you start classes. So uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people so, will think, hey, maybe one's more competitive or, or less competitive or have a better right, shot at one or the right. other because of who's applying for for which term. Um, actually, the application deadline is the mm-hmm. same. Okay. Uh, so the application deadline for summer or fall entry is going to be March the 1st. Gotcha. We'll talk maybe in a second about why you might want to apply a little earlier than that. Uh, but the kind of final deadline for getting your application submitted is March the 1st. That self-reported academic record, we have the deadline posted of March the 8th. So has to be in pretty soon after your application. Uh, we can be a little flexible on that sometimes, right. but generally speaking, get that done soon after the application is submitted. But that's the application for both summer and fall entry. We review all summer applications and fall applications at the same time under the same criteria for the same amount of spaces 
etc. So there's no advantage or disadvantage to applying for summer or fall um, or vice versa. Um, and students are notified at the same time. So there's gotcha. not even an advantage necessarily of hearing back. Earlier, and, yeah. yeah, and so uh, again, March the 1st for the application. Notification occurs typically in mid-April. So okay. we get everyone notified pretty much at the same time, whether you're applying for summer or fall admission um, in mid-April. And then you have until June the 1st to pursue that offer, to accept the offer, pay your enrollment deposit, decide that you're coming to Virginia Tech. Again, some benefits maybe doing that a little bit earlier on when you're notified, Um, but that's how the time frame works. Now, I wanted to to kind of backtrack and and talk just a little bit about an incentive to maybe apply early. Mm -hmm. Um, So March March 1, application deadline for summer or fall entry, but... Uh, there are some scholarship deadlines that happen a little bit earlier than okay, that. Separate, okay. Yeah, so January twenty second is a is a big date to remember. That is the the due date for our general scholarship application, as well as a FAFSA priority deadline for the application for federal student aid. So ideally, if you're interested in getting the maximum consideration for scholarships and financial aid. Um, you want to get your transfer application submitted probably at least a week before that. Right. Um, late December, early January. I think over the holiday break is a great time to be working on all this stuff and, and sure. get things submitted. Some time at home. But Just, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, by mid-January and, and before maybe your, your spring semester kicks off mm-hmm. um, and you get really busy, get the application at least submitted through Common App because that's the trigger that allows you to then progress and apply for scholarships. And you will need to complete that scholarship application by January 22nd um, in order to make sure that you're going to have full eligibility for, for scholarships that are offered by Virginia Tech. Also get that FAFSA done. If you're eligible to complete a FAFSA, not everybody is, but if you're eligible to complete a FAFSA, you should. And regardless of your financial situation or your family's financial situation, uh, because most sources of scholarship and aid that Virginia Tech awards may not be need-based entirely, but they're FAFSA-dependent, that you have to have a FAFSA on file with Virginia Tech. So everybody who's eligible should do the FAFSA, get it submitted, and you asked about kind of, you know, pitfalls or, or common barriers. One thing about the FAFSA to know mm. is transfers sometimes forget to add the institution they want to transfer to to their FAFSA. Maybe you've already done yeah, it. Maybe you got a FAFSA yeah. for your current school uh, on file, but you didn't add Virginia added, Tech yeah. or another potential destination. So make sure if you've done your FAFSA or when you do it, you add Virginia Tech into the school's list. That way, when it's submitted, we get access to it. And the Office of Scholarships and Financial Aid can use that in conjunction with, say, your scholarship application to build you a scholarship and financial aid package. So just wanted to share that as another important deadline and a little bit of nuance about the process and well, maybe a reason to apply early. Let me ask you this. Would I be able to go in and just go straight to the financial aid page and, and apply for my scholarships and financial aid without applying for admission? Unfortunately not. Okay. And so, um, and that's the same for our first year students and transfer students. Right. The catch and the, the difference is that all of our first year application deadlines are before January 22nd. So everybody who has applied and got that application submitted still has time to, to complete the, the scholarship application. That may not be the case for transfers because of the the later application deadline. deadline. And you do have to have at least the Common App submitted. You don't have to have the SRAR submitted. You don't have to fully complete all the whole process. But get your Common App submitted. And then once that's processed, you get the credentials set up that you need to move forward with applying for scholarships. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. And, And something else that we haven't really Touched on a whole lot here is that oh we, t- we forgot oh. spring oh we did forget spring yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah. so we just had it just happened it's in the past for us the in process this, in this time, yes so, uh, so we <laughs> podcasts are timeless but uh, we are not so. <laughs> it's true yeah. um, so the um, spring process in terms of thinking about uh, how that works so we talked about uh, summer and fall and I want to be clear that most students. 
um, who transferred to Virginia Tech come through our summer and fall process. Right. Uh, that's where the majority of, of, of transfers are coming in. Probably on average for the last three years, it's been about 1,000, 1,100 gotcha. uh, transfer students coming in, joining us through the summer fun. and fall transfer process. Now, spring is a relatively recent venture. Uh, so spring has not always been a historically open and accessible uh, right. time frame to start as a transfer at Virginia Tech. We're really trying to change that uh, yeah. because we recognize that students have, again, different journeys, different preparation, different, different needs. Yeah. Exactly. And so spring presents a great option for many students in different situations to make a transition to Virginia Tech. Uh, the spring transfer deadline, the application deadline, is going to be October the 1st. Uh, so the application opens typically around August the 1st, and you have until October the 1st to get your application submitted. That notification uh, time frame is pretty quick in terms of a turnaround. We notify students in mid-November, yep. and then they have until the 1st of December to decide that they're coming, uh, accept the offer, pay the deposit, and then get rolling with a very truncated onboarding process to oh, get yeah. you ready uh, <laughs> in, for the semester that starts uh, typically in mid-January. You can check that out if you're interested in trying to plan maybe which term uh, works for you. Spring uh, is typically smaller in okay. terms of how many students that we're able to bring in in the spring process. Um, looking to uh, you know bring in 200, 250, 300, something like that, probably in terms of a, a general uh, overall uh, capacity, so definitely smaller than the the summer and fall process. Fall, yeah, for sure, um, and that means that it could be uh, more competitive. It yep. may not be. Again, it depends on a lot of factors beyond your control as an applicant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who's applying, how strong how they are, which majors, yeah. overall those kind of things. Um, but it can be a, a good option for students who have that strong college foundation already and who are ready to make that transition, right, uh, maybe right. maybe to start their, their time at Virginia Tech in the spring semester. Yeah, especially for those students who are completing, you know, an associate's degree exactly. in, in the fall semester. And, you know, what else do they have to do in the spring? So, yeah, ideal yeah. For, for students specifically yeah. in that group. For sure, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so um, as we kind of wind down a little bit here, I know we, we, we touched on a lot of different resources and everything. Um, but we haven't really talked about the the virtual resources that we do offer um, in the different application workshops yeah. and um, you know information sessions, open house, um, and so those are all available to students. Um, and so I, I just want to tell students, you know, make sure that you are hovering on our website, checking stuff out, reading, you know, what's there, and, and looking out for uh, your email, of course, because um, there'll be different offerings throughout the year of where we will help you out um, in a number of different ways. So. We know not everybody can visit uh, campus, and yeah. it can be a challenge to line everything up and with your responsibilities, your studies, maybe work, family, whatever it may be. Um, so we offer a lot of other ways to connect. Um, it, virtual information sessions and even virtual campus tours uh, yeah. that have been very popular and, and successful so far for transfers, um, as well as more individualized uh, guidance. We have a program called Hokey Corner, okay. um, and that is something that students can, can learn more about on the website. Uh, there is a big panel called Schedule a Transfer Appointment, and that's what Hokey Corner is. Uh, there are physical spaces. If anybody out there is thinking about transferring from um, right now, uh, New River Community College, Virginia Western Community College, or Northern Virginia Community College, we actually have in-person uh, individual advising appointments, okay. uh, ways to connect and schedule those appointments through what are, are we, under the umbrella of the Hokey Corner program. <laughs> and then a virtual Hokey Corner that's open to anybody yeah. and very, very popular uh, with appointments, 30-minute uh, individual 
appointments for you to connect with members from the admissions office and academic advising team to get help with any aspect of the transfer right, process. Yeah. So again, just a ton of different options to really help you, uh, no matter where you are in your yeah. transfer journey. Whether you're and just what was that called again? Those thirty minute appointments, Hokey Corner. Ah, yeah, okay. Hokey virtual Corner. Hokey Corner, okay. or you know, one of the in person Hokey Corner programs. Yeah. But no matter where you are in your college journey, uh, there's probably a lot of ways for you to connect. Different tools that are designed to help you plan, whether you're just thinking about Virginia Tech as a potential destination, or you're like, yeah, this is what I want. What do I need to do to get there? How do I prepare? How do I build an effective transfer plan? Get through the application and admissions process. And then after that, uh, getting, you know, connected with the university, transition, onboarding, all that kind of stuff, tons and tons of really exciting and cool uh, transfer-focused programs and opportunities that you get to take part in um, when you're when you're a transfer student at Virginia Tech. Yeah, absolutely, and and we're going to do a whole episode on the opportunities <clears throat> that are that are available to you once you you know are admitted and, and coming into Virginia Tech. We'll talk about you know housing and the transfer living learning community, all these different things. So um, many cool things. Yeah, so many cool things that that deserves its own full episode. So um, we'll do a full episode on that kind of stuff too. Um, but yeah, let's let's wind down here. Is there anything that you uh, we we didn't touch on today, or, or that you just want transfer students out there to know? Attending a community college, the high success rates for students transferring to four-year institutions like Virginia Tech from community college, yeah. uh, that it's a very, very um, accessible and fantastic pathway to get to a place like Virginia Tech. Um, but, you know, just kind of dispelling other stigmas out there that maybe as a transfer student that you're going to feel like that you're an other or that you're yeah. you know not as qualified to be here or anything like that. Transfer students at Virginia Tech are doing amazing things. And that's, I think, the most rewarding part of, of my job is seeing the kind of other side and seeing the successes that students have. Again, maybe they're coming from all kinds of different backgrounds right. with different experiences and that's so welcome because they can contribute to our community in so many different ways, yeah. add unique perspectives, and they're doing fantastic here at Virginia Tech. So, um, you know, if, if, if you make it to Virginia Tech or even as you're thinking, hey, I'm coming, I want to come to a place like Virginia Tech, uh, you're welcome here. And, you know, you belong. We want you. Um, you're going to be ready. You're going to be able, if we, we get you through the door, you're going to be ready to go. You're going to be contributing at a high level and you're going to get to take advantage of some really, really cool opportunities um, as part of the Hokie Nation. I believe one in seven uh, students on campus are transfer students. Yeah, and that's, wow. a, that's a great statistic that I like to highlight as well that, um, again, you may not think uh, with a school of you know 30,000 undergraduates that there's, there's that many, but in terms of the folks kind of going across the stages, right, and getting their degrees, very good representation yeah. uh, from transfers who, again, right. began their journey as a transfer. Um, they become a Hokie, and they, and they go on to do so many amazing things. Absolutely. Not just while they're here at Virginia Tech, uh, but in the next chapter, uh, yeah. whatever that whatever that holds. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and helping kind of dispel myths and give information and help these students kind of figure out their path to, to Virginia Tech um, through the transfer route. So really appreciate it and all the work you do, of course, for um, transfers on the back end, the things that people don't necessarily see um, or hear about in the podcast. So really appreciate that from you. Um, well, I'm happy to do it, and I appreciate you having me on uh, here today, X3, uh, being able to, to share this, just a snapshot of yeah. uh, a lot of the things. Uh, but again, just want to leave folks with, uh, you know, the, the, we're here to help and uh, to feel free to reach out, connect with us. Uh, we have a fantastic uh, transfer team in the Office of Undergraduate Admissions that can help you, again, no matter where you are in your journey. So we're very easy to track down oh, and, yeah. and find, uh, <laughs> but just reach out and we are happy to, to assist you in whatever way we can.
Yeah, we've got uh, wanted pictures on the website. <laughs> they were easy. <laughs> click from in. my inbox, I'm, yeah. I'm very easy to track down, yeah. and I think you are you are as well. But we love it. Yeah. We love to hear from it. It's what it's what gives me you know kind of motivation yeah. uh, for getting yeah. up and and you know coming to work every day. Definitely, it's definitely all worth it. Um, and of course, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And of course, if you have questions about transferring, if you have questions about Virginia Tech or anything like that, feel free to reach out to our office as usual. But um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Go Hokies.